This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Friends, welcome home to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or visiting with us in worship for the very first time, we welcome you. It is a joy to worship alongside you today. Today we continue our journey with the people of Israel, God's people in the midst of the Babylonian exile. This was a journey that took God's people far from home in fear and anguish, but it was also a journey during which God's people were shaped and formed by God in new ways. So as we venture into the world of exile alongside God's people, let us open our hearts and our minds to be molded and shaped by God in a new way for this new season. Let us prepare our hearts for worship. Welcome to this glorious day. Please turn to your home worship bulletin and join me in our responsive call to worship. A word of encouragement came from prophet to people. Live a life that is full. Build, plant, eat, love, multiply. Pray for your communities. Keep God in the center of all that is. We enter into worship today with hope in our hearts. For something happens in worship that reminds us we can live as God desires. God has promised to always be faithful. And that is a promise we can trust. Let us worship God together. Friends, prophets and scribes and Jesus have told us from the beginning of time that our God is a God of love and a God of faith, and that God is there for us with open arms even during difficult times. And yet each week 
we find ways to put our faith in other things above God. So let us take time now to take stock of our week, to look back on what we have done and what we have said, and let us confess our sins using the prayer of confession as it is printed in your home worship bulletin, followed by a time for silent confession. Let us pray. Merciful God, in the midst of this season of exile, it's easy to grit our teeth and just try to get through it. It's easy to bury our heads in the sand and announce to the world, wake me up when it's over. But our indifference betrays our calling. Our avoidance ignores your desire to do something more among us and within us. Forgive us for trying to avoid the calling you have placed upon our lives. Forgive us for the ways we shove aside your hand that seeks to melt us and mold us, content to keep things the way they have always been. Forgive us for worshiping at the feet of the status quo when you desire to use us in ways we cannot even begin to imagine. Forgive us for thinking only of ourselves when there are so many other living, others living in an exile far darker than our own. Open our hearts to your spirit. Open our lives to the city you call us to serve even when it's a city far from home. Friends, hear the good news. Do not worry. The Lord is near. God hears our prayers with compassion and with abundant, steadfast love. Rejoice, for in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Hi, friends. It's so good to see you. I want to share with you a part of our garden this year. I cannot take any credit for this garden, but I can enjoy this garden. We have watched flowers bloom. We have more flowers that are taller than any of us that are still getting ready to bloom. It has been a joy to watch this garden grow. Did you know that God is a lot like a gardener in some ways? God plants things. God plants people in different places for different purposes. God gives them gifts and nurtures them and cares for them hoping that wherever they are planted, someday they will blossom and bloom and grow. And I share that with you today because sometimes, sometimes we find ourselves planted in places we don't really like or planted in seasons of time that we don't really like. And I don't know about you, but this season where we can't be together and we're far apart and we can't see our friends and we can't go to school, and we can't do much of anything it seems like, that's a hard season to be planted in. But the good news is, the good news is 
God is always a gardener. And that gives me a lot of encouragement and a lot of comfort in this time when things are so different and there's so much that could make me sad or frustrated. I remind myself that God is a gardener. And that means that no matter where we're planted, no matter what season we're planted in, no matter the circumstances around us, God is doing what God can to root us, grow us, encourage us, comfort us, take care of us so that we can grow and bloom and blossom. And that is a gift in this time that I am reminded of every time I see beautiful flowers, that we serve a God who is a gardener. And that is good news to me and to you, especially in this time where we are not planted in a place that we love. God is still at work in it. God is still with us in it. God is still seeking to grow us, root us, bloom and blossom us, even in this strange season. We're going to offer a prayer together and give thanks for our God, the gardener. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for the beauty around us. Remind us that you are the best gardener we know. Help us to open ourselves to your planting and your rooting so that we can blossom and grow. Amen. It's a joy to be with you. Don't forget about God our gardener every time you see a flower outside. I'll see you next time. Friends, as we approach a time now for the hearing of scripture, let us prepare our hearts and minds in prayer. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen. Our scripture passage for this morning comes from the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 4 through 7, and verses 11 through 14. The prophet Jeremiah was not known for his bedside manner, but he was a prophet that spoke into the hearts of people who were far from home and called them to live a new life. So let us together listen for the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there, and do not decrease. 
but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. And pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then, when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I remember it was college when I first really stumbled upon the words of the prophet Jeremiah. I went to a wonderful Christian liberal arts college in West Michigan, but being a Christian liberal arts college, it wasn't uncommon to find scripture scattered on posters in students' dorm rooms or in words of encouragement from a friend in a hard time. I remember seeing posters or cards that would remind me verses of scripture like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And my personal favorite, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to bring you hope and a future. The problem is that many who loved this verse, or still love this verse, myself included at the time, had no idea the context that this scripture actually came from. In college dorm rooms, this scripture would be on a poster with a beautiful path in the woods, or with butterflies in the background. I've seen it on artsy prints where someone is walking serenely through a field of wildflowers or, or looking out over the vastness of the ocean. More recently, I've seen this verse on art prints in a nursery for a baby with Kermit the Frog or a Disney princess on it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to bring you hope and a future. It's a scripture that can make us just feel good about the state of the world and the state of God's place and our place in it. The only problem, as we've come to learn in these last two weeks, is that Jeremiah is not speaking to a beautiful new baby. Jeremiah is not speaking to a child or to a college student seeking to find their way in the world, Jeremiah is speaking to a people, a community that has been completely uprooted, completely uprooted from their homeland. Jeremiah is speaking to the people of Israel who have watched their temple be destroyed. 
This is a people who have journeyed against their will to a place nearly 900 miles away to live in a land where language and food and customs and everything they've ever known is completely different. If we wanted a more accurate contextual depiction to go with this verse on a poster, we'd be well served to find pictures of a city burning in the background, of a temple destroyed, of exiles entering a foreign land. My former college-age self would be disheartened to learn that this letter from Jeremiah was actually about adjusting to painful circumstances, not alleviating them. Or they weren't there just to make me feel good. But if we dig into this text from Jeremiah, we also hear the voice of God calling out through the prophet not just to adjust to painful circumstances, but to survive and thrive and even blossom in spite of them. Build houses and live in them, plant gardens, eat what they produce, take wives and have sons and daughters, take wives for your sons, give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters, multiply, do not decrease but seek the welfare of the city I have sent you into in exile. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. Seek the welfare of the city where you find yourselves now. Do not seek the welfare of the city you've come from, or the city where you're hopefully headed someday, seek the welfare of the city you find yourselves in today. I imagine it was really frustrating, if not terrifying news to the exiles to hear these words from the prophet. Invest in this new city? This new land? This new season? I don't like this new land. I don't like this new season. We don't know this land. We don't want to be here. What about my home? What about where I've come from? How long are we going to be here? What about all the things I used to hold dear that have been swept away? Will I ever get those back? Prophets tend not to answer the questions we most want answered. Or at least not in the way we want them answered. Seek the welfare of the city where you are. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. Because I have wonderful and beautiful things in store for you. Plans to bring you hope and a future. But you're never going to receive them if you remain married to the way things were. You're never going to be able to receive them if you remain steadfast in your commitment to the way you've always done it. Rather than allowing me to melt you and mold you in this strange new land.
So build houses here. Plant gardens here. Build a life here. I cannot tell you how long we will be here, but I can tell you that if you're willing to invest in this place that you're planted, I will bring you into a hope and a future you could not have imagined on your own. Friends, I know we too have found ourselves in a strange new land. And again, I know that it is not, it is not the same as what these exiles went through years ago, but this is a strange new land. It's a strange new season, a season where we find ourselves asking questions like people did long ago. Invest in this new city, in this new land, this new season? I don't even like this land. I don't want to live into this season. We don't want to be here. What about home? What about everything that is familiar and lovely and that I hold dear? What about where we've come from? How long are we going to be here? What about everything that's been swept away? Will I get it back? The prophet's words pierce the time and space between that season and this one. Seek the welfare of the city where you find yourselves today. Not the welfare of the city gone by or the way things used to be. Seek to prosper and grow where I have planted you. Seek to prosper and grow in this season where I have planted you. You'd be amazed what I can do. So it's just made me wonder, what, what would it look like if we sought to shift our energy away from the questions that create only fear and longing for something we don't have? And instead asked questions about what was possible and what God might be calling us toward here and now. How might this season, the season we don't like, that is clear, but how might this season be an opportunity to do things or try things that we never would have been able to do otherwise? How might we be molded and shaped as people who are more faithful in this time? How might the season crack us open more fully to a God who wants to do infinitely more within us than we could ever imagine? Last year, a friend of mine tried to grow sunflowers in her backyard and it didn't work. Nothing grew. But apparently, one tiny seed, one tiny hopeless seed made its way into a crack in her concrete patio. And today, today she has a single 
five foot tall, beautiful sunflower blooming in the middle of a slab of concrete in her backyard. It may feel like you're planted under concrete right now in a land you didn't want to enter, in a season you never wanted. It's a new season, a new space where you had no intention of being planted, much less growing and blooming. But if God can bring forth new and beautiful life in hopeless, forgotten seeds through cracks in concrete, Imagine what God might do with us if we cracked open our hearts even slightly to the world that God has to offer. I have plans for you, my beloved. Plans to give you hope and a future. But you have to root yourself here you have to build a life here. You have to open your heart to me here. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord, thanks be to God, stands forever. Amen. Please turn to your home worship bulletin and join me as we affirm our faith through the words from a brief statement of faith. Together, let us state what we believe. We trust in God, the Holy Spirit, everywhere the giver and renewer of life. The Spirit justifies us by grace through faith, sets us free to accept ourselves and to love God and neighbor and binds us together with all believers in the one body of Christ the Church. The same Spirit who inspired the prophets and apostles rules our faith and life in Christ through Scripture, engages us through the word proclaimed, claims us in the waters of baptism, feeds us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation and calls women and men to all ministries of the church. In a broken and fearful world, the Spirit gives us courage to pray without ceasing, to witness among all peoples to Christ as Lord and Savior, to unmask idolatries in church and culture, to hear the voices of people long silenced, and to work with others for justice, freedom, and peace. In gratitude to God, empowered by the Spirit, we strive to serve Christ in our daily tasks and to live holy and joyful lives, even as we watch for God's new heaven and new earth, praying, come, Lord Jesus. My friends, as we seek to open our hearts and our minds more fully to God's molding and shaping among us, let us prepare to turn to God in prayer. At this time, I invite you to turn to your home worship bulletin and join us as we pause for prayer. 
We invite you to take out a piece of paper and a pen or talk with those who you are worshiping alongside today and answer at least one of the following questions as we prepare our hearts to turn to God in prayer. The three questions today are, what opportunities do you have right now that you would never have had outside this strange season? That's the first question. The second question, what could it look like to consider blooming where you are planted today? And the third question is, how might God be molding your heart in new ways during this season? We're going to encourage you to pause the video at this time and sit with these questions for a few minutes. When you're done writing or sharing with those who you are worshiping alongside, feel free to start the video again and we will join in a time of prayer together. Friends, let us pray. Lord of hosts, God of Israel and all the nations, when you speak, the cosmos listens. Out of your mouth you brought forth creation and calmed the chaos of material existence. And we too strain our ears and our consciences to grasp a glimpse of your wisdom and truth this day. You have told us time and again that you know our inner being, our joys and our pains, our desires and our fears, and that you call us to come closer and bring to you who and how we are. You invite us to pray. So God, we pray now and we pray often. We pray for our world that humanity may respond to the coronavirus with your collective safety and well-being of shalom. We pray for our country, that deep wounds of racism and division be healed with your righteousness and justice. We pray for our communities, that you intercede on our behalf with sighs too deep for words for those who are sick, for those who are grieving, for those who need your supporting hand to witness a way forward. And we pray for our homes, that you show us how to be a beacon of light in a time of darkness, that your abundant love may overflow and connect us across screens and stress that your glory may bring forth faith that blooms wherever we are planted. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. 
I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Let us go out into the world confident in this promise, but with hearts more fully open to God's good work in us today. And as we go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, be with those whom you're called to love, this day and forevermore. Amen.